0: Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smith's, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach a better way forward. There are 3 reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. 1, a more sophisticated intake process, 2, technology proven to enhance recovery, and 3, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. This is episode 5 of season 12. The title of this episode is, What Are You Going to Do When They Come For You? The show Cops was the very first TV show that never used a narrator or a voiceover to tell you what was going on because they knew the audience could very easily figure it out for themselves based on what they were looking at. The only time there was a narrator was when the cop addressed the camera directly and told the story about herself and why she loved her job, and that was it. And it was always while she was driving around, or he, or he's driving around. So it was in the moment, as he or she is driving around, he or she explains to you why they love the job. It ran for the whole show, ran for almost two decades, and it was wildly successful. Why was that? I think it was because it showed the underbelly of America that most of us would never dare to look at. It allowed us to be innocent voyeurs. It showed people at their worst. I do not think there was ever an episode that didn't involve drugs or alcohol or both. The man beating the crap out of his wife and they're both drunk and she's begging the cops not, I say not, to arrest the man. How am I going to get by without his sorry ass? Stuff like that. The criminals are all stupid. Running a red light while driving a stolen car is my favorite. Trying to swallow a lethal dose of cocaine. Sure. Carrying or stashing a stolen gun that the guy says was given to him by a friend but he can't remember the guy's name. She's not a prostitute, but then why is she advertising on the corner of Hollywood and Vine? Oh, and the record shows she's been in the tank 32 times in the last year. And that dealer over there? He's not only a dealer, he's her pimp. She gives him all, and I mean all her money, because A, that way nobody will mess with his bitch, he's her protector, and B, he's her exclusive source for the heroin she loves so much. And, by the way, she's all of about 19 years old. What I'm describing is the worst that can happen if you give yourself over to the dope. I know a man who is now homeless, who, for some godforsaken reason, I think think about the, the godforsaken part, decided, if he did decide, that he preferred life on the street to life as an attorney, arguing cases before the very judge who sentenced him to six months for possession with intent to sell. What you don't see so readily and it becomes very obvious the moment I tell you this, these people are always flat broke, always hand to mouth. Whenever they do come into some serious cash, what do they do? Buy as much dope as they can, share it with their buddies, because now you are a big man too. The hidden lesson here is don't be so smug. It turns out that almost 40% of American adults would, adults would not have the $400 in cash in hand to fix the car or pay a medical bill. More than half of all bankruptcies in the U.S. come about because of medical expenses. So half the population, you could safely say, is living on the edge. And to throw even more gas on the fire, more than 100,000 people died of drug overdoses in the U.S. in in the year 2021. Much of the money problems come about because they, the banks and and the credit card companies, make it so easy to get a credit card, which comes with a 24.99% interest rate. People uneducated about money, which means most of us, charge it up to the limit and then cannot even afford the minimum payments. There's a reason why Debtors Anonymous has so many customers. Even solidly middle-class people can find themselves in financial straits when they succumb to the lure of easy money. And it starts with these college credit cards. The financial crash of 2008 was fundamentally caused by people borrowing variable rate mortgages, then using the rising equity in their homes as a cash machine until the higher rates kicked in and they found themselves underwater. Many just walked away from their homes and they took the market with them. But it takes two to tango. Only those with the financial discipline to not be lured by easy money won during the meltdown. A very high percentage of those who lost their homes, that is, to say, gambled them away, were addicted to spending as well as to alcohol and drugs, a deadly cocktail with life-threatening consequences, which include suicide. The appeal of alcohol and drugs to people who are in pain for one reason or another, an overdose death of a loved one, incarceration due to vehicular homicide, The dismissal of a loved one from a great job, just as examples, is perfectly understandable. But you add the chaos of financial uncertainty, and you have a witch's brew of sorrow, as I call it. What hurts the most for me is that none of the above was necessary. It didn't have to happen. It happened because of ignorance and compulsion. Even a poor person, if you will, an underprivileged person, is educated about money and about the dangers of drugs can come through this and succeed. You do not understand the consequences. Even if you do, you can't help yourself, and here's where it really hurts. You take innocent people with you to the gates of hell on earth. If we could mandate a curriculum that included ethical or moral training, teach no-nonsense facts about alcohol and drugs, including the consequences and educate young people about the importance of financial discipline, I bet we could cut the rate of poverty, homelessness, and addiction in half or better. But it's got to start early, and it can't just be half a semester. It's got to continue for a good straight six years at least. So let's get behind that idea, shall we? Start with shatterproof.org and debtorsanonymous.org and take it wherever it takes you. So what did we learn about the causes and consequences of easy money and addiction here today? One, free spending and addiction go hand in hand. A life of chaos and compulsion will include and will cause financial insecurity. As a society, number two, we are closer to the edge than we think. Almost half of us cannot afford to miss even one paycheck. Number three, if we do not see addiction and financial insecurity as related, And in crisis, we have not been paying attention. Number four, as a responsible society, we need a robust program of education that starts early and teaches the facts about alcoholism, addiction, and money. And five, it does not have to be in dire straits as it is today. We can muster the will to change it for the better, for lives are at stake every single day. Our podcast is sponsored by safehouserehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com.